And we are back at her at uh, 8 minutes after 7 o'clock. We will be taking your calls right to around 10 to 8. It is uh, Skulls here. Dave Vaughn is in for Lior. Phone lines are wide open. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. one 225 talk That number is toll-free this evening. Lots of stuff to get through. We'll get uh, to clarify misconceptions with uh, respect to severance. Some emails as well. Hopefully your phone calls will come in. We are ready for those. And we'll get into our discussion of the dependent contractor. But first, as we like to start uh, every show here in the evening and on the weekends as well, we get into what we call the week that was and some stuff, Dave, that you've been working on uh, through this past, the, uh, past week that might be uh, of some interest. What's going on, pal? Not too much. Uh, first one I wanted to talk about was the uh, was a layoff case I uh, recently yeah. resolved. And uh, we've talked about uh, layoffs many times on the show. And uh, the one I, well, I dealt with recently, or was resolved recently, um, my client was laid off uh, back in the uh, late fall. And uh, the employer told him it was going to be for you know up to 35 weeks. And his uh, health benefits were going to be continued. Uh, so, you know, and they told him, you know, this is allowed under the Employment Standards Act. Mm-hmm. This is the first time he was laid off uh, in his 17-year career. Uh, so he'd never been laid off before. It wasn't like he was subject to uh, annual layoffs or you know, um, layoffs every couple of years or anything like that. Uh, so it was completely out of the blue. Uh, it had nothing to do with the you know the seasonal aspect of of the job. It was uh, nothing changed. Um, I, I guess just the business changed or the uh, the amount of work they had changed. And uh, so they placed him on a layoff and said, you know, we're not going to pay you for the next uh, you know eight and a half months or so. And yep. uh, you know, if we call you back, uh, you'll you'll come back to work. And um, so, you know, as uh, as you know, John, as uh, people who listen to the show know, uh, a layoff is a termination uh, unless the employer has a contractual right to do it. And that, that can be um, done by uh, the employment agreement. So you can have a clause that allows it, or you can have an implied term of the contract of employment. And uh, that arises if there's been uh, previous layoffs, a number of previous layoffs that the employee has accepted. So they've b- basically become a, a part of the job to, uh, to accept these types of layoffs. And uh, in this case, neither of those um, were, were present. There was no employment agreement um, that uh, specified uh, layoffs were allowed, and he had never been laid off before. So uh, this was a termination, and he was allowed to consider himself to have been constructively terminated. And uh, and uh, so on that basis, he did want to proceed, and uh, you know we were able to uh, resolve the case, um, and, and um, you know on the basis of a full severance package for this gentleman. Um, and, and it's important to know uh, for a case like this um, that. If this, uh, if my client had just accepted the layoff and right. and said nothing, and then they called him back to work, that's going to start becoming. If that happens uh, once or twice, that's going to be an implied term in the contract. So they're going to be allowed to do it moving forward. So it was very important that he acted um, to say, "No, I do not accept this. This is not part of my contract, and uh, you know this is a termination." It's uh, it's interesting too because you can't make that mistake, right? Don't make that uh, distinction. If you want to, if you're okay with that, then give it some long, hard thought. And if not, make sure they call, uh, you know, yourself or Lior. That's right. Yeah. In the butter, or yeah, it's it's going to be an understood implied term of the contract, and then you're pretty much uh, you're pretty much smoked moving forward, right? Yeah, they can just uh, you know whenever they want, basically lay you off, and uh, if they continue the health benefits. Um, you know they can they can do it for quite some time. I mean that's a long time to be without work. So, um, you know I can see why people wouldn't uh, you know think that's that's fair. And uh, thankfully the the law recognizes that and uh, does allow the employee to treat it as a constructive dismissal. Now, another way to deal with it, if you know, I talk to a lot of people who are put in these types of situations and they don't they don't want a severance package. They want their job. 
Yeah. Right. It's important to have that money coming in, and they need the their, their job. So, um, what I usually tell them to do in those situations is to just you know tell your employer in writing that you do not accept uh, this, this is a term of your employment. Um, so you're not accepting uh, layoffs uh, moving forward, and uh, you know in that case you're at least dealing with it. And you're not necessarily jumping right to the constructive dismissal, um, and you try to. And, and I've had um, you know cases where the employer actually invites the person back and says, okay, you know we, we you know we get it. Um, you know they get they obviously got legal advice in those cases, and and they do call the person back to work, and um, so the person ends up having their job back, and there's no implied term allowing it. Um, and um, you know, I, I've never seen the employer go back and try to do it again in those circumstances. I guess as far as setting precedent too, it's worth saying it's not only uh, when it comes to uh, you know someone trying to invoke or an employer trying to invoke a temporary layoff. It also qualifies for the pay reduction if they're trying to uh, change your your place of work as far as work location, hours of work, all that stuff. You can't let it slip because that too, if accepted, could become an implied term of the contract. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, any of those uh, uh, whenever we talk about constructive dismissal, it's yes. a lot of the time it's terms of compensation, work location, hours of work, all those types of things, duties and responsibilities. And yeah, it's very important just uh, like it is for a layoff to right away when the employer tries to introduce a new term of employment, you can't be seen as accepting that. And continuing to work under that um, is accepting it. So you need to uh, voice your your concern and your objection right away. And it doesn't necessarily involve having to quit and allege constructive dismissal. There's ways to to do it and still remain employed. So um, if that's your objective, um, we can help you with that as well. 416-870-6400, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, and 1-888-225-TALK. Uh, that number this evening, of course, is toll-free. Get to uh, get to a call right away. Got to uh, Lawrence on the line. Hey, Lawrence, good evening. Good evening, guy. What's going on? How a situation arose today, actually. Um, okay. It's a good thing. Um, I've worked for a boss. There's four employees in this company, single boss. Um, we're a specialty construction company, and my boss has been hired... To, run, to do what we do for a larger company, and he's taking us with. And it's a really good thing. We're actually going to get raises. We're actually going to join a union and stuff like that. But we're just, I just was thinking, um, if they don't like us in six months and want us to go, is there anything that we can do now to kind of protect ourselves? Like, you know, we, I don't want to go after the boss for severance because he's kind of taking us with and... Well, and you'll be part of the union, right? So there's nothing you, you can do. You'd have to go through the union. Okay, so there's nothing we can... Because right now we're not in the union. Right. So, so the yeah, there's... Company well, is, the new company is union. So we're going to we're gonna be in... There's, is there anything that we maybe should do? Like, like I said, I don't want to... Nothing you can do if you're joining the union to pr- okay. protect yourself, unfortunately. The only thing you can do is not go, right? Yeah, that'd be the only way to do it. I mean, if it wasn't a unionized uh, environment, you could negotiate... Um, you know, uh, basically a formula for determining your severance package if they do ever let you go. And, uh, you know, when you're gainfully employed and you are switching jobs, I always recommend that because you have the leverage, right? Why would you leave a secure job uh, without having some, uh, you know, at least some promises regarding uh, if they, you know, if it doesn't work out, they let you go quickly. But if you're joining the union, you have to go through the union for that. Like, it all sounds great and I think it's going to work and we know the company, we worked with them on, like, on job site before, we all know them and stuff. We all think it's great. I just got thinking: was there something we could do to protect? Like, or we? But I, I couldn't think of anything. That's why I called you guys. Yeah, no. Unfortunately, uh, you, you know, you're you're uh, out of luck if you're joining the union, or the union would be the ones to protect you. There's nothing you can, you know, negotiate individually. There's, there's, there's nothing we should do with, like, because we're technically leaving, or we're being terminated from the jobs we currently have. 
Right. Like, this, is, yeah. this is an acquisition or anything. So, Why aren't you yeah, resigning? Uh, I guess so, or we're quitting, or he's... Yes, you're, you wouldn't... Go or, or, I don't know, I, I honestly don't know what we're going to call it. Yeah. I just know we're going to stop working for him on a Friday and start with the new guys on a Monday kind of thing. Right, yeah, there's there's really nothing you can do. Um, you, you just, you know, if they do let you go at some point, you'd have to deal with it through the union. At that point. Okay, yeah. fantastic. I just, I wanted to know if there was anything that we could, but... It's a great question, and if it wasn't the unionized environment, uh, this is... Um, absolutely, you can protect yourself by uh, agreeing to a uh, you know a severance package or a formula for determining severance in the event you let go. And what you can do is actually ensure that those uh, that previous service is recognized, yeah. uh, and you can negotiate that because uh, you have all the leverage when you're switching uh, switching jobs. Scary thing though with union, you don't have that uh, that possibility. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on South. Hey, Helen. Uh, good evening. How are you? Hi. Good. And yourself? Good. What's uh, what's going on with you? Okay, so I want a clarification regarding lying. Um, there, uh, someone I know, they lied, they got caught, and they actually admitted, you know, so sorry type of thing. Can they get uh, a written warning, and can that actually be written on the warning in the sense of you lied, uh, you admitted to it, and you can actually be suspended? Like, there's two parts to this question: lying, and then what about suspension? So if you are, if an employee is caught lying, that's, you know, if it's something, you know, if it's about, if it's a really minor issue. Um, it's not minor. What happened okay. was that uh, they said that they were visiting clients and in fact they weren't. They were okay. at home, um, not working. Wow. So that's not, that's uh, not only lying, that's actually p- potentially time theft. So they're not doing their job. Uh, that That would be serious misconduct, both the lying um, about and not doing your job when you're being paid to do your job or when you're supposed to be doing your job. Uh, so that's definitely uh, serious misconduct. And uh, absolutely, um, the person can be written up for that or have a, a written warning, um, written discipline. And in fact, it, if I was the employer, I absolutely would do that uh, to okay. ensure that uh, it, it doesn't happen again. And B, if it does, that uh, they can terminate uh, for cause. Okay, and then what about suspension? Can you explain the difference, like, um, in the sense of, sorry, um, in the sense of, like, can an employee be suspended um, if if they're salary versus an hourly, and what's the difference between without pay and with pay? Right, so if it's a, a, a paid suspension is usually done when there's an investigation. So um, there's allegations of wrongdoing against the employee, but we don't know yet, so you're gonna you're not gonna not pay them. Um, you're gonna still continue to pay them until you determine what happened and if they actually did something wrong. So that's usually a, a paid suspension. An unpaid suspension can be used as a form of discipline. And so if uh, the, the you know short of termination, if the employer really wants to hammer home that's a serious uh, serious misconduct and uh, you know they're taking it very seriously, and the next step would be termination, then absolutely they can um, put them on a uh, unpaid suspension. Unpaid. So a salary employee can be disciplined by suspending them like three days without pay. Correct. Really? If it's, I mean, it sounds like it's pretty serious misconduct what this person did, so I'm surprised they didn't terminate their employment. Well, this is the second time that the employee has actually admitted to lying. Okay, and so... not doing their work, saying that they, they were doing their work, but they weren't. They were at home, and... Yeah, that's, I mean, that's... It, the employer could 
you know, ha- has a very strong case to terminate for cause in these circumstances. And, and, and can you explain that part in a sense? Like, can you just elaborate yeah, absolutely. a little bit? So um, to establish cause for termination, the employer has to uh, establish that the, you know, the employee is guilty of serious misconduct. And, uh, you know, some of the most serious types of misconduct are lying uh, to your employer and, you know, failing to do your work while you're being paid. Uh, and if you combine those two, uh, you know, the, the employer would have a, uh, uh, to me, a very strong case to terminate for, for cause and not pay the employee any termination pay whatsoever because of the lying and, um, you know, the failing to do the, to the work that's being paid for. Oh, okay, so like no money needs to be paid out to this worker if you uh, terminate with cause. Right. Now, th- that doesn't, you know, the the worker can always challenge right. um, that, and they could say that, um, I mean, it sounds like it's been happening in the past, so I don't know if um, there was an understanding between the, you know, the employer-employee that maybe the employee, if once they finished their job, they didn't, they, you know, they got to go home early. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if there's a condemnation argument to be made, but mm-hmm. um, based on what you've told me, I would say that the employer um, could very well have cause for termination and not pay the employee any severance pay. Okay, thank you very much. This My show pleasure. is wonderful. Thank you. Well, thank you. Helen, we appreciate that. Uh, any more information you need after the show is is not on the air, you can uh, you can make that call as well. Uh, 1-855-821-5900. Again, 1-855-821-5900. That'll put you in uh, touch with Dave or Lior, a member of the team. And for you as well, lots of time still to call in. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell and one triple eight two two five. talk is absolutely toll-free. This is Employment Hour Continues, Monday Night Edition, right here on Global News Radio. And at 724, still plenty of time till around 10 to 8 to call in and get your questions asked. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. And one triple eight two two five talk That number this evening, of course, is toll-free. And before we get into our clarifying misconceptions with respect to severance, we will get to Mike. Thanks for hanging on, Mike. How are you? Yes, how are you doing? What's going on, pal? Um... If you're on, uh, I have 25 years of service uh, with a company, and um, I'm on medical leave. Do I still um, acquire vacation time while I'm on leave? You don't, I mean, vacation pay is just based on the wages you earn. So you wouldn't get vacation pay while you're on sick leave, because you're not earning Uh any wages, right? Right. What if you're on WSIB? WSIB? No. No, you, you likely wouldn't. Why? Are you on WSIB or are, are you on a medical leave? Um, well, I'm waiting for, a cl- for um, to see if they will accept my claim. How long have you been off of work? Uh, four months. And what's the, uh, what happened? I, uh, right now, don't want to discuss that right now. It's personal, but okay. you know what I mean? Right. Well, I applied for a short-term disability. I was denied because on the basis that there's a, already a claim in for... Uh, for WSIB? Right. right, so they're trying to... They're saying you can't do both, right? And, and was That's it a workplace right. injury? Yes, it was. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you'd have to go through the WSIB. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, then. Thanks. Yeah, my pleasure. 
Appreciate it, uh, Mike. Thank you. Any more information, one 821 5900 Help at employmenthour.com as well. If you have used this one, it's called Severance Pay Calculator. You'll want to find out how much your severance you should be owed, the proper amount, because whatever you're thinking, whatever you've been told, whatever's on that letter in front of you is wrong. Can almost guarantee it. SeverancePayCalculator.com. It just takes about uh, 30 seconds to go through the program. There's absolutely no charge. You can walk away anonymous, or there is a contact button at the bottom if you want to get a hold of Dave and Lior. Uh, at that point, clarifying misconceptions with respect to severance. Let's get into some of these, Dave, and I know you'll uh, you'll expand on each one. Number one would be you have to work at least five years to get severance. Yeah, I think this is one of the big ones uh, we yeah. see, and we've heard it uh, on the radio. We've, uh, you know, I talk to people every day, and uh, you know, it's a very common one when we talk about their uh, entitlements. Uh, and I use the term severance. They say, "Well, I haven't, I don't have five years of service." Um, so for common law severance pay, you are entitled to that. Um, you know, it doesn't matter how much uh, length of service, how many le- uh, years of service you have. Um, so you don't need to meet the five-year threshold to get common law severance pay. Now, your severance entitlements will increase um, the more uh, service you have, but there's no five-year rule. And um, the reason that uh, I think misconception exists is because the Employment Standards Act, um, which adri- um, has something called statutory severance pay um, that applies only if um, you have five years of service plus the company has a, t- uh, a payroll in Ontario of $2.5 million. Uh, and that's a basically a, a separate entitlement um, separate from common law severance pay. Um, so the misconception is you need you know uh, you have five years of service to get severance and that your company has to have a payroll of $2.5 million uh, to get severance pay. That's not true under the common law. That's only true for statutory severance pay under the Employment Standards Act. Well, that was the next one. The company has to have a payroll $2.5 million. Is that where it all comes from, the Employment Standards uh, Standards Act? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah. you know, I speak to people about this all the time, and they've uh, done a bit of research, and they've uh, you know, they found the Employment Standards Act or a guide to it on the uh, Internet. And, uh, you know, they... they they believe that, right? They they see that, um, and it is quite clear that uh, you know to get statutory severance pay under the ESA, you need um, five years of service and a payroll of two point five million. But that does not take away your common law rights. So um, if you have four years of service and um, you know you have a the company has you know, one or two employees, you'd still get common law severance pay, um, and it doesn't right. impact your uh, your entitlements in that regard. The number, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale, 1-888-225-TALK. you got questions for Dave. Bring them on till around 10 to 8. Got, uh, got plenty of time. Got uh, Lauren on the line. Hey, Lauren, good evening. Hey, Dave. How are you, guys? Good. good. What's going on, pal? Uh, listen, this is a quick question. Uh, this is going back. I'm, I'm pretty sure they won't help me out now. But eight years ago, I was laid off, and I didn't receive any severance pay. And I was there for eight, sorry, it was eight years I was working for them, um, but I didn't receive a severance pay because I was dismissed. So when were you, for, when did this happen, reason, Lauren? For, for a reason that I had an issue with one of the, um, uh, one of the higher-ups. Okay, when did this happen? Uh, uh, 1997. Ah. That was a while ago. Yeah. But uh, should, I have been, should I have been a, a company for that? Yes. Be allotted for that? Like, is there a time limit or something like that? There is a time two limit. Years. Two years, yeah. And Just two uh, years? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, are you kidding me, eh? So yeah, you're n- way over. 1999, oh. you would have had to do something by. Um, oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah, no, 
I, I just I, I thought I was uh, unjustified for the layoff. Oh, that, that very well could severance. be the case. They gave, they gave my year severance on it, right? Did they pay you anything? Uh, well, they gave me a, a a kiss and a goodbye, more or less. Yeah, right. But I didn't. Okay. I didn't know I, that I was entitled to. Like, I've been listening to your show for a long time, but I didn't. I didn't know that I was entitled to like maybe a, whatever it was, like a half a year, whatever it was. We well, had what eight years of service at the time. Yes, I did. So you yeah. started there in '89. Yes. Okay. So, and and what was your role? A welder fitter and a, and, and a lead hand. And how old were you back then? Uh, Thirty-three. Okay, so, um, you know, based on those, uh, what you've told me, you'd probably get around six months' pay. Um, uh, so for the time that I spent in there for those years. Yeah, it would yeah. probably would have been caught at common law. Would have been about six months of severance pay. Uh-huh. Um, but you are um, a, a little uh, late on that. You're way past the best before date. Yeah, big yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much, right. brother. Thanks, Lord. Okay, have a great day. I appreciate yeah, you that. Too. Thank you. So there you are. Uh, words of the wise moving forward. If you are ever let go, if you got that severance offer from the time the tanned to you, have got two years. Not that anybody would normally take that long, but two years. That's when the clock starts ticking, right? That's correct, yes. Yeah, so two years. 416 870 6400 star 640 on cell 1 225. Talk is the number. Get to, uh, to John. Hey, John, how are you? I'm fine. So. I work for one of those food delivery companies, and they won't tell me exactly how they calculate my pay, but I'm wondering, do they have to match the minimum wage while I'm working? Well, they probably treat you as an independent contractor. Yeah, that's their line. Yeah. Um, It's very common in those types of industries to do that. Pardon? Yeah, it's very common in those types of industries to do that. Um, Do you have... Uh, do you work for anyone else, or is that your only employer? My only employer. And how how often? I mean, what what are your hours what like? Eight hours a day. How many? Eight. Oh, so you're 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 regularly. That's a regular job for you. That's it. Yeah. That's uh-huh. gas. So yeah. Okay. So you're driving around delivering food. Right. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's obviously a a huge emerging issue. Um, given you know, with the uh, you know the shifting economy and these types of jobs, um, you know, in in terms of uh, the different transportation services and delivery and whatnot, and uh, you know, I, from what I understand, many of these companies do treat people as independent contractors. They say, you know, you, they don't have to pay you minimum wage, and you know, they don't owe you severance pay. They don't have to pay you vacation and whatnot. Um, but based on what you've told me, it sounds like you would be considered an employee uh, at law. Um, and at worst, a dependent contractor. Uh, if you're an employee, you're absolutely uh, you should be getting minimum wage. Um, so, if you want to give us a call and talk about it and figure out uh, get to the bottom of it, we we could absolutely be happy to talk to you about it. Thank you very much. I'll call. Yeah, my pleasure, Johnny. Appreciate uh, appreciate that call. A couple of different ways: one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. We'll put you in touch with Dave or Lior. And a member of that team as well, help at employmenthour.com to uh, take care of that. See, that is, and like you say, emerging economy, we call them, we call them like the Ubers of the world that are, are you know, people delivering food and delivering people and driving around. And, you know, they're treated for the most part as independent contractors, but, and some are, I guess some do it once or twice a week for some, for some extra scratch, but there is guys out there um, that do this eight hours, nine hours a day, and it's their only gig, but they're under the uh, assumption that they're independent contractors, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, a big issue moving forward. We're going to see uh, 
this uh, you know come to the uh, become an issue uh, quite a bit and uh, you know it's easy for them to treat these uh, a lot of these people as independent contractors uh, especially if you know a lot of them probably are uh, or at least dependent contractors or I mean I know some people do it as um, just they do it at night or on weekends right well in that case you're um, less likely to be uh, you know a a dependent contractor or uh, Mm -hmm. an employee you could be an independent contractor but uh, the gentleman we just spoke with um, sounds like that's all he does. Uh, he does eight hours yeah. a day, and uh, you know, he's uh, answering to. Sounds like he's answering to one uh, one company, one uh, di- you know, taking direction from them. So he's probably an employee. But uh, I'd uh, want to sit down with him and really get to the bottom of it and understand all uh, all the facts. Absolutely. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Lots of time still to call in, ask your questions as well. one 225 talk That number is uh, completely toll-free. Clarify misconceptions with respect to severance. Back to this one. Um, you are, uh, When you're let go, you get two weeks or two weeks for every year of service. That has got to be the biggest misconception right there, a week or two weeks per year. That is, and I think it, uh, once again, stems from the Employment Standards Act yep. um, because under the Employment Standards Act, uh, if you're uh, if you are entitled to statutory severance pay, you have over five years of service, and you, have, you know the company is a two point five million dollar payroll. Uh, for you know, but f- year five to year eight, you do get two two weeks per year of service, and uh, so I think that's where that comes up. But yeah. um, it, it is a big one, and uh, you know it's it's definitely uh, incorrect. Um, there's no uh, rule of thumb, or there's no you know formula in terms of determining. Um, severance pay based uh, solely on weeks per year. And I've heard a lot of different ones. I've heard people say it's a week per year service. Um, I've heard people, you know, month per year service. And uh, you can't um, you can't figure it out based on just uh, the length of service. You have to look at all the factors, um, age, position, uh, in addition to years of service, and other factors, factors that would make it, you know, the availability of similar work. The um, you know the likelihood of uh, the person finding a comparable job, uh, any medical restrictions they have that limits their ability to find a job, uh, the state of the economy in the in that industry, and uh, all these factors have to be considered, and that's why uh, it is important to, uh, if you are let go, to uh, you know give us a call and discuss your entitlements, um, you know with us because uh, it is it is, a lot of the time it is very um, context specific. It's uh, specific to that employee. Uh, for instance, I had a case recently where. An employee had relatively short service, mm-hmm. um, and was probably would have only been entitled to somewhere in the four to six month range. But sure. when they started, they had it. They signed a non compete. Okay. And the employer was trying to enforce that non compete. So in the termination letter, reminded them that employee that they had to you know abide by this non compete. Well, the effect of that non compete was they couldn't essentially work uh, in you know the, the Greater Toronto area for the next year. So in that case. Extreme. In that case, uh, if they are trying to enforce it, uh, that that clause, that's going to bring the severance package to you know at least twelve months, arguably, um, because right. they, they effectively yeah. can't work. Right. So. We're talking about uh, clarifying misconceptions with respect to severance. If you are quote unquote fired as opposed to laid off, I'm making air quotes because those work so well on radio. Uh, then you don't get severance. Yeah, that's uh, that's a big one. Um, you know, that, that comes up a lot, and then I can you know. Discuss that from a different, uh, a few different angles. Um, you know, people think you know firing is what happens when they're, uh, you know, they did something wrong, um, yeah. and it's uh, a layoff is when they did, you know, something that wasn't, you know, it wasn't their fault. 
um, but those those terms aren't really correct. And the way to the way to uh, think about it is, it's it's a termination. Um, it's either without cause or with cause. And if it's with cause, uh, they're alleging you did something wrong, and you know it better be very serious misconduct or you know, a repeated pattern of uh, serious misconduct. Um, and, and if that's the case, if it's with cause and they, they can establish that, the employer, then they won't have to pay severance pay. Uh, if it's without cause, you're still terminated. Your employment's been, uh, you've been let go, um, but you, uh, you know, it's without cause, you should get severance pay. And then the last one is a, a layoff, and that's when the employer you know, purports to um, temporarily um, you know, have you not work um, with the intention or what they tell you is the intention of bringing you back to work. And uh, you know, that's, that's the way sometimes employers try to avoid paying severance pay. Um, but um, you know, a layoff, as we discussed at the, uh, the start of the show, is a you know, constructive dismissal and can be treated as a termination. You can get severance pay from that. Um, if there's no contractual right. Well, you know, it's funny. I know that you and Lior often said, you know, it's always substance over form. And if you look at someone who's quote-unquote fired, okay, they're letting you go, you're not getting paid, as opposed to being quote-unquote laid off for eight weeks or 35 weeks, you're still not getting paid. So they right. let you go. They're I mean, not yeah. paying you. So it's what's the same the, thing. Yeah, what's the difference, yeah. basically? Um, I mean, obviously, I think the layoffs uh, arose, the, that concept arose, in seasonal work and whatnot, right? Yes. So you're not you, you're not losing your tenure. You're not, um, you know, they're not rehiring you later. They're they're laying you off when it's uh, slow, and they'll they'll bring you back, and that's the purpose of it. But too often, um, you know, these days they're used um, just to try to you know, delay or or even you know forego paying the employee severance because yeah. I think it, the employer hopes that they uh, the person goes and gets another job. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, and one triple eight two two five talk That is toll-free. Get to uh, to Ren. Hey, Ren, how are you? How you doing, sir? Good, brother. What's going on with you tonight? Uh, I, just, I love your program. I just heard you guys talking about separates, and I had a couple questions. I work for a law firm now, and I, I'm very quite aware of limitation periods. Um, so I know for a fact I might have missed one on my... Uh, I guess let go or uh, my situation. Mm-hmm. But my concern was um, I used to work at Full Locker. Uh, I spent three and a half years of my life there, and there was an inside problem where they basically let go of all the employees for theft. I was told to take a blame, and I never took any. I wasn't involved in any. I don't recall if I ever quit or got fired that day. Um, they were just told me to take off my shirt and leave. Now I, I worked there three and a half years. For a fact, I know I missed the limitation to ever go for severance. Would I have been entitled to severance if I was let go? So, yeah, if you didn't do anything wrong, then yeah, you'd get severance pay. There's no and question. I, but did yeah, you, did yeah. you like, were you involved in it? No, not no. at all. Uh, I was just an assistant manager. There was stuff that went over uh, a weekend. They did an emergency audit. And literally, they told me to take 10% of the blame. They're like, oh, we're missing 15000 Take 10% and we'll let it all go away. And I'm like, I think I need a lawyer for this. They're like, no, if you want a lawyer, you can just quit. Okay. I was young. I was 20. Um, yeah. I was, and this is why I went into the, the, the legal field now. Because I spent right. three and a half years, and I'm like, I wasted my life here, and I don't know what to do. And so when they told you, when they fired you, or they told you, did you quit, or did they fire you? See, that, that's where it got all fuzzy, because that, that same moment, it was uh, closing time, and they literally told me, take off my shirt. Like and I took off the football. Like, do you mean the uniform? Like, like the uniform? The uniform. I took it off and handed it to the stri- Like the referee one. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I and I got paid my last two weeks or so whatever. The the I got paid after the the final check that I was entitled to. They gave me another two weeks. 
I don't know what that was. I think that was like my vacation or something. Yeah, probably because it wouldn't be enough. Uh, I, I don't believe, given your years of service, it would be termination pay. So, yeah, it sounds like they let you go without uh, or, or with cause, or maybe they process it as a as a resignation. But um, based on what you've said, uh, it sounds like it was a without cause termination. You should have got severance pay, um, given your age at the time. It wouldn't have been significant. Um, but if it was over two years ago, yeah, you're uh, you'd be out of luck in that regard. Yeah, I know about that, and I appreciate the limitation. Yeah. Right now. It's just, this is why I'm in the legal field, because when I was like, oh, I, I didn't go to school right away after I was working. So I'm like, well, there goes three and a half years of my life that I'm behind. Right. I yeah. Well, I mean, I it's, it's good that it uh, inspired you to get into your career. Yeah, yeah. This is never going to happen again. That's for sure. Right. Yeah, no kidding. Ren, appreciate the call, and uh, you as well, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. John, good evening. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. What's uh, what's going on with you tonight? Yeah. So I am. Um, I have a. Uh, I took a contract, not a contract position, but I guess like a, some freelance work to do some code, uh, website and app and all that. So, um, so I, I basically presented an invoice and uh, they paid fifty percent for it, and now I'm delivering the rest. Um, so a couple weeks prior to me delivering, so I have to finish it up by next weekend. Um, one of their lawyers, I guess, got in touch with me and asked me to, uh, to sign an NDA. Um, and most of the work's already been done, and they're saying they want to keep the code, and they want to have rights to the code and all that. I was just wondering, what are my, what are my options here? Because uh, none of this was discussed when we first started. Yeah, you definitely don't have to sign that. You have no obligation to. Um, you've obviously reached an agreement with them prior, and you've been working under that agreement, so they can't come in and change it now. Um, you know, so... And, and I'm not sure if they're offering you something in addition to sign it. Um, no, I read it. There's nothing. There's okay. Nothing so, whatsoever. I mean, e- what I would say is you should have it reviewed by a lawyer if you're thinking about signing it. Um, okay. Because I wouldn't recommend you sign that. Um, from, a, you know, I would never tell you to, you know, sign it with the hope of saying it's unenforceable later. But, um, you know... It when, might not be because there's no consideration, right? That's right, but yep. you shouldn't sign it beca- based on that. I mean, you shouldn't right. say, oh, I'm going to sign it even though there's no consideration. Um, so I would never tell you to do that. Um, the other thing here is, or um, issue here is that you ha- you would have an implied term, um, you know, to not main, you know, to maintain the confidentiality of the work. So you, you shouldn't go around, um, you know, telling people about their confidential information. So I'm not sure what it applies to, but um, they, they may not even need the NDA in place. Um, and I'm actually surprised they're, they're doing it now if they could, because it's not going to be enforceable likely anyways. So, Okay. All right. Perfect. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you, John. Have a uh, good evening. You need uh, to get a hold of Dave, Lior, or the uh, the the firm anytime afterwards. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmenthour dot com. And of course, if you want to find out what your severance should be, the proper amount severancepaycalculator.com. dot com. Over half a million people have used this and uh, been enlightened by the information that comes out of the calculator. In about 30 seconds with no charge, you can't even enter a visa there anywhere if you wanted to. It's absolutely free and anonymous, so check it out when you got uh, got some time and get back to us. After you use it, let us know what you think. Clarifying misconceptions with respect to severance being, quote, on contract means, well, you don't get severance. Yeah, that's uh, another one that comes up uh, a lot. Uh, people have a, uh, you know, they have um, temporary contracts and uh, you know when those expire, they're not. Uh, you know the employer just lets them go, and uh, they think they're not al- no, not entitled to severance pay. Yeah. And uh, sometimes I see it where it's been like, you know, 
eight, nine, ten con- successive <sighs> contracts in a row. Um, and the employer says, no, you're just a, you're a contract employee. It's done now. So, you know, thanks for your time. Uh, that's uh, that's not the case. The law protects against that, protects from employers from doing that. Um, and you know, if, if that if there was no protection there, um, you know, every employee would just be on contract, right? Employers would just sign people up for you know co- consecutive one month contracts, and each month they, they'd <sighs> renew the contract. So, um, you know, if you're on one, if you have one contract or, or even two, um, you know, fixed term contracts uh, for for a specific project for a specific amount of time. Uh, that that could be uh, you know enforceable to, to the extent that you wouldn't get severance pay, but once you're getting into you know three, four, five contracts in a row, you're just going to be considered an indefinite term employee. So you're actually going to get severance right. based on that full uh, tenure, not just the the latest contract. I guess the only time that would change is if they let you go before the expiration of the contract. Then they have to pay for the balance. No, correct. And uh, so you know that that's a scary situation for employers and why I often uh, yeah. advise not to put people on fixed term contracts. So if you sign someone up for a one year contract, let's say, and uh, you know, let's say there's no termination clause, uh, no termination, early termination provision, um, and you let them go at the two month mark, you, they can get, you know, the balance of the contract, so the additional 10 months of severance pay, whereas, um, you know, and that's pretty well, um, you know, can't be argued with. Whereas if, uh, you know, you fire someone after two months, you decide it doesn't work after two months of service, um, you're not going to owe them much more than, you know, a month or so max of severance pay. Uh, yeah. So it's, you know, and I, I get it where employers are coming from. They'll say, well, I don't know if I want them for longer than a, a year, uh, right? I, I don't know if it'll, I'll need them after a year, but it doesn't stop you from hiring someone. Um, and, and, you know, if it doesn't work out or if it's, you uh, you know, yeah, that's it, true, right? Right, yeah. or, or you know, if it you know your business doesn't need the work um, in that that year time, you let them go, and you have a one year employee you've let go, uh, and ideally you you have a termination clause that allows them, um, to, you know, it allows you to terminate them um, and know exactly what you have to give them. But that termination clause should be done by uh, Dave or Lior, a member of the team, and that's where we'll leave it for tonight. Another good one back in here Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Of course, the weekend shows are happening with the Employment Hour, and Employment Hour in 30 happens on Global and CTV television. That is on your weekend mornings as well. You'll want to get in contact now that we're done for this hour, 416, uh, pardon me, 1-855-821-5900. Again, 1-855-821-5900. It's help at employmenthour.com, and I mentioned it several times. Use it, check it out even if it's just to try it severancepaycalculator.com as well on point with alex pearson is back this is global news radio